Warning! This program is not suitable for underage listeners because two idiots decided to use continuously explicit language. That being said, dear parents, lock your children outside the room that you are listening to our lovely show and enjoy our stupidity. Also, in every episode we're going to try to improve our sound quality and stupidity. That being said, enjoy. Stay tuned or be doomed. Welcome to another episode of Metal Brain Fart, where we speak shit, nonsense, drinking, listening to music, having a fun, fun, big time. Hey, and welcome Most with a new episode of uh, Mel Brain Fart with me, Darumel, and my friend uh, here, Brute Thunderhead, and also Happy Heavy New Year. Yeah, happy new year, I guess. <laughs> yeah. By the time we're recording this, it's not a new year yet, but we're recording a couple of episodes in advance so that we don't have to do too much work. But yeah, happy new year to you, everyone, and I hope it's been a good one. And uh, hope you have a uh, hangover and uh, also brain fart as well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really hope that anyone... I, I wouldn't wish a hangover on my worst enemy. Dude, uh, <laughs> if you have a bad hangover, that's been uh, it was a good party. Most of the time. Uh, not necessarily, <laughs> but um, I mean, to each his own, I guess. So, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, we, we don't have too Since we've been hanging out for these last uh, four Three or days. five days, we don't really have too much to say about, you know, what we've been doing this week. Because we already know what we've been up to. <laughs> yeah, and uh, been, uh, and also that's uh, not going to be a regular uh, episode. Like uh, you said, we are not going to make this segment uh, how it was your uh, weekend, a uh, week or weekend or whatever bullshit. And also we don't have the other segment, Peak of the Week. Because uh, this episode is basically the peaks. <laughs> Yeah, we're basically going to talk about albums, so we thought that uh, doing a pick of the week would be somewhat redundant and unnecessary because we basically have 10 picks of our lifetime, so to speak. I mean, if you've seen the title, you probably can figure out that we're doing a a top uh, 10 uh, favorite albums list. All the time. And um, of all time, of course. But we have some ground, ground rules here, and apparently, uh, you said this to me when I, I, I I've been working on this project uh, for a couple of whiles yeah. back. You know, I started working with it, just compiling albums that I love because I thought that this would be like a good, a good subject for a future episode. So here were the rules that I came up with, and uh, rule number one: only one album per band. It's p- pretty self-explanatory. It's just, you know, you, you can't put like the four first Metallica albums yes, in the list. That, that doesn't go you have to choose one of them and uh, no live albums that's number two uh, no that, that can be an idea for a future episode top 10 favorite live albums top but, 10 uh, that albums top 10 live albums yeah I mean <laughs> uh, I mean there are some good live albums yeah and, and definitely. They, that are fantastic but here we're just focusing on the 
studio releases that bands have put out. The the problem about this uh, topic that you say uh, top ten. I, I'm life, not finished. Yeah, I have one. Sorry about the, the life owl. <laughs> is the problem is I'm not so much into life owls. Well, me neither. But I mean, there are some good ones. I mean, Love After Death, uh, Rock yeah, and Rio. Uh, uh, Whatever, so and, uh, continue with yeah. the, your emblem. Okay, and the third and final rule is, and this probably only goes for me, but only metal albums. Because when I started compiling this list, uh, there's a lot of uh, lot of stuff here that isn't metal at all. I threw in, threw in some Marillion, Electric Light Orchestra, Arena, and uh, well, they have put out some fantastic work, but they aren't metal. Yeah. And we're doing a metal show, so I was thinking I've... Um, Sometimes probably we can throw some rock music as well, but, uh, because rock and metal, they're very, very connected. Yeah, well, my picks, um, uh, not, they don't really fit for this format or the kind of yeah. show we're doing. So, But, you know, when I just compiled this list, I was just writing down albums I love. And uh, obviously we have to put a limit because I, I think I put down like 26 albums for this but uh, we decided uh, that we're going to do just 10, ten albums and uh, I mean uh, I want to be clear that these are favorite albums of mine absolutely and they're not ranked in any order it's not no, no, it's number not one is not number one it's just they're equally good. Well, probably for me, I ranked uh, my number one and my, number two, but uh, the other one is uh, not in particular order. And also, I want to mention, yeah, probably today this is my favorite album, but uh, tomorrow, except number one and number two, the rest of the album is gonna be a little bit changed. Not so much. They're all the all the other uh, albums that is after number two is in my top 50 if you want to say it like this but uh, that's why it's not in particular order and yeah yeah i mean for me it's impossible to do i mean that that will take some real brain power time to really go through every album that's ever been made that i like and ranking them best to i mean i, I, can't. I, I can't. can't it doesn't work so yeah anyway should we um should, should we get on? Who, who, do, do, who wants to start? Since it was your idea, you can start now. Okay, I mean, that's fair. So, um, I don't know if I should go from bottom to uh, to the top or the other way around. But well, you say you don't have a ranked album. Yeah, so. I don't have a ranked order, but okay. Um, so, number one on my list. Uh, not a huge surprise for either you or me. It's... Ryan Quilt, I guess. No, oh. Iron Maiden, Somewhere in Time. <laughs> okay, well, I, I guess this is probably the only time where our um, where we both have it on our list. I guess I don't yeah, know. with different albums because yeah. I also uh, thinking about somewhere in time, but I came up with another album that I'm gonna shoot. All right, uh, so you uh, didn't you didn't choose somewhere in time? Okay, no, that's... I chose the other, my other album. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, that's my actually that's my number two on the list uh, as favorite album all right okay so uh, i don't know should we should we talk about it a bit i mean uh, wh why do i like it i don't know it's good <laughs> i mean but i think i probably know one of the reasons that i do like it is the way it sounds it has i mean it came out in 1986 and it sounds like a 90s 80s album done right 
because a lot of metal bands in this time they were experimenting with keyboards and synthesizers and uh, usually it became like Van Halen basically yeah or uh, I mean even a worst case scenario like Turbo by Judas Priest and before you guys get crazy I don't hate that album but it's just it, experimental it, it's basically a pop album or the other uh, pop artist, uh, Def Leppard, fuck. Yeah, I, I mean, that. but in this case with Iron Maiden, they use synthesizers. And one of uh, my favorite uh, songs uh, is uh, f from this album, and it's called uh, Wasting Years. Yeah, that's a good one. But, um, I mean, the thing is, even though they're using keyboards, they don't really smooth out their sound and start doing pop music. They're just doing the same old Maiden thing, but with a synthesized background which I think is is pro probably the best album from this era yeah from the A's because they didn't me. change their sound they didn't become a glam metal band or like a synth rock band they bas they were basically Maiden with a bit of experimental uh, noises yeah. yeah and um, I don't I don't know I mean in the future we'll probably get into <laughs> a little bit more on Iron Maiden I could talk about it for hours but you know yeah but also don't forget uh, they, uh, one of their greatest uh, artwork is this album yeah I think so too I it, mean it's uh, so much uh, references there like uh, football uh, teams like uh, uh, they have a reference to the other song like 22 occasion Avenue and whatever uh, mm. So and Batman was there, uh, the death like always. I think that's the most complicated uh, artwork that uh, they put. Yeah, they definitely very elaborate. I mean, um, if you ever have the chance, I mean, get the vinyl. I have it in Bulgaria, yeah. unfortunately. But but I'm just telling I'm telling the audience. I'm I not telling know, you. I know. <laughs> but uh, because, because uh, if you. I mean, if you want, really want to appreciate the artwork, saying get the vinyl because then you see every detail. Yeah. And I, I have, I have that record as well, put away somewhere because uh, I don't really have any room for my CDs or vinyls at all. So, but yeah. And uh, I also f think about to buy the re-release of the somewhere in time, like I have with Fear of the Dark and. Um, a matter of life and death, but unfortunately, they was sold out, and I was so pissed because that's one of my favorite albums. I'm not surprised that it's sold out, though. It's um, probably well, one of the most. I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think it's a little bit unappreciated this album because uh, everyone is speaking about uh, peace of mind and uh, the number of the beast, but uh, I don't hear so much about uh, somewhere in time. I to mean, be honest. it really depends on who you're talking to because I mean. I mean, I think uh, I've heard a lot of people say Power Slave is like one of their greatest. People, I, I met people that prefer Power Slave over this one, which I mean, Power Slave is excellent, but you know, I don't think it's as good as Somewhere in Time. No. But I mean, this is just a preference discussion because there's a ton of good uh, Iron Maiden albums out there, especially from the 80s. That, that everyone can agree on, that the 80s album, they are fucking great. In their own right yeah but I mean um, you know it, it, it's just a, a preference kind of a thing and for me somewhere in time is like it does everything that I want to see from Maiden and uh, yeah well to, definitely for the 80s album from Maiden like you said personal for me as well mm. 
a personal favorite so yeah and um, yeah that, that was basically it I mean we're, we're going to do sometime in the future made in retrospective so I don't want to blow the yeah. entire load yeah in our uh, third year <laughs> of uh, podcasting probably <laughs> yeah but uh, I mean but we will get back to it because I mean I, I like I said I can talk for about it for a long time mm-hmm. and we have a list to go through Be- because so. I also was like almost to choose that one but I go up with the R one so do you wanna do you wanna get into that now or uh? no? That's my second album. That uh, like I said, that's my second lifetime album. Uh, that uh, is never change uh, like the my first album. But I'm going uh, with uh, some uh, Bulgarian death metal. It's uh, Post Redemption with their album from 2005. Uh, Forever Burning Scar. Man, first uh, time when I saw Past Redemption was uh, they, w- they were a support band of um, Vader 2007. Uh, around, me- uh, I don't remember exactly, around 16 or 18 May. So they opened and I was like, mind blow, fuck, that's Bulgarian band, but sounds like uh, American. Uh, old school death metal band and it's amazing uh, one of, and uh, one of my stand up uh, song for this album is uh, I am free betrayed and um, for uh, from beyond I love this band uh, the band itself is very old school uh, from night three I think they re- uh, they released their first album but for me, I can say definitely Past Redemption with Forever Burning Skirm, uh, it's uh, came into my list at this point when we are recording. All right. Yeah, I, I don't, I haven't. <laughs> you hear it, man. Uh, we, we played a couple of songs when uh, I uh, sent you all my Bulgarian bands uh, to your uh, computer. I haven't really gone through all of that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, definitely, I know I play it for you. But I didn't know that it was your favorite. It's in so. my favorite, man. Because I, I almost, uh, to be a singer uh, for a live show or whatever, I don't remember what was the story. Because at uh, that time, I drank a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. And there we go. <laughs> Everyone probably heard that because this mic is very good at picking up sounds, I noticed. I hope that it will sound good. But yeah, okay, so... Um, Go on with you. Something more to add? Oh, okay, so... Now it's your time to be quiet, because uh, this pick of mine is actually a pick of the week from a couple of weeks ago. Or maybe it was the last episode before the last one. Uh, it's uh, Catatonia, Dance of December Souls, which were their first album when they played the awesome Death Doom kind of a thing they were doing. And uh, I didn't remember exactly what I said about it on Pick of the Week, but um, it's an excellent record. It has uh, fantastic melodies, good death growls. We, I didn't mention this, but the, the vocalist Jonas Rinks, uh, he actually lost the ability to do harsh vocals after this album. He couldn't. He basically couldn't do it anymore. So, on the second, on the EP that they released after this one. Uh, they actually hired um, no it was the guitarist actually Black Hame 
started doing the harsh vocals instead and he started doing it live as well and then on their second album Brave Murder Day they actually got Mikael Åkerfelt from Opeth to do the vocals and uh, that's also another man that has lost the ability to do harsh vocals so I mean I didn't mention that last time but uh, who, who really cares but I mean I care because this is something that can never be done again basically he can never do the harsh vocals and they have actually tried to play some of these songs live with Jonas Rink some vocals and he's basically just not growling mm -hmm. he's doing something else like I don't know it's not growling anyway uh -huh. so like Metallica man <laughs> yeah I mean kind of like you know it can Slayer maybe no. even I, I don't no, know whatever. it doesn't sound good and it can't it can't be done again properly so but yeah I mean it's a fantastic record it has a lot of gothic rock influences and um, yeah I I think it's fantastic and it will always be it's definitely on my if I ever have to do a ranking it's on my top 10 definitely but uh, we're not doing that so uh, yeah Dance of December Souls by Catatonia that's my second pick well I can tell you definitely who didn't uh, lost the uh, ability of uh, death metal uh, vocals and that's uh, Piotr from Vader <laughs> yeah. I see that face man I see it even though I don't like this band I can agree on that point at least because uh, my next pick uh, is uh, Vader with uh, their album from 2006 Impression in Blood like I mentioned um, from the album of um, Past Redemption, uh, I saw him, uh, Past Redemption supporting this album. But uh, when they release uh, Impression in what they, uh, it's supposed to have a gig in Bulgaria, and I was like, not, never heard of Vader before, but uh, I was like, ah, oh, the, uh, the gig is postponed, ah, oh, the, the gig is cancelled, ah, oh, oh, the gig is postponed. And then I decided, okay, let's uh, give a try of this band. So I put uh, Impression in Blood, uh, because it's the latest album. And I was like, blow my head. Uh, especially with the songs like um, uh, Hallelujah, God is Dead, uh, Predator, Warlords, uh, uh, Red Cold, uh, The Book. And man, after that I was like, oh, it's awesome because uh, they postponed the gig so I can uh, go and uh, watch the band and from this time that's uh, 2007 till 2021 since we are recording in 21 still I saw the band like 15 times so yeah that that album especially means a lot uh, for me because like you like you hear it uh, 15 times to see one band it's it's like giving you something man yeah I can I can I, I guess I can understand it <laughs> but yeah okay so that was your second pick yep the newest Vader record I mean that's uh, impressive I don't think I have a single new record on this no that's uh, not uh, that's uh, on that, my list <laughs> this record is from 2006 yeah that was when they released it was I, I thought you said that it was a new record no, no, no 2006 but I, I didn't really listen to what you were saying either so um. yeah because I speak about Vader <laughs> and you hate Vader 
It's like James May talking about uh, engines or whatever. It's like, you know, I zoom out. Yeah, because uh, for the people we we was watching like uh, Grand uh, Grand Tour or uh, Top Gear for a fucking three days straight, nothing else. It's an excellent show. I love it. Yeah. Even though I'm not a huge car enthusiast, I've actually met, I think I am now. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Well, uh, okay. um, was that all you had to say about the Vader, yeah. Vader? Yeah, okay, that's cool. And now we're, we're going with a band that you hate for my list. This is uh, my third on my list, and it is Dream Theater, Images and Oof. Words. Their second uh, full-length album. And um, what can I say? Even though I've sort of grown out of Dream Theater, I, you know, some bands is sort of like at one point in your life and then you like grow out of it i think i don't know if you've ever had that experience daro but uh, i've certainly had it with dream theater because i've no, you have uh, with <sighs> almost every fucking power metal band yeah okay so y- you know how it is well yeah. i mean i, I tried to listen to the newer stuff but i mean i, I can't I can't deal with it it's just not good but uh, this album, however, um, I've actually revisited a couple of times through the years, and uh, it is it is really good. And that's really because they're not doing too much wanking like they've done in later years. It's actually they're actually making music, yeah. yeah, music, and that is uh, I I really love that because it's it's a really more of a it's a metal album definitely, but it has so many elements of different things that. It's almost like a music lover's album. It has a little bit of everything that someone who loves mu- music, like me, could enjoy. So um, Yeah, like uh, I'm going to mention again, because that's uh, one of the things in our podcast. We mentioned two things, Scoop, Frax, Mango, and Mel, uh, Heavy Metal Hangover. Even they said, man, back in the days they have all the dis- uh, ability to make a song, it's not just uh, wanking uh, for 20 years. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I, mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I just like two <laughs> songs uh, from Dream Theater, and I don't know even if it's in that album. One is uh, "Pull Me Under," the other one from is this uh, one. Okay, yeah. and the other one is "Lies." Uh, that's from the album that followed "Awake." Okay, which was, uh, I mean, it's uh, "Awake" is a good album, but it was like the beginning of the end of the wanking. Yeah, yeah, it was basically. No, I mean, they, they used to turn to... It is complicated, but I mean, they basically... I mean, this album, Images and Words, that was the peak. Because the album they made before, When Dream and Day Unite, is an album that is kind of divisive. I like it, but that's because it's basically just a progressive power metal album. That's why. But this album isn't really too much power metal anymore. It's, like I said, it's hard to explain. It's progressive metal. That's what it is. But not progressive metal as in what they became. Because that's not what I like. Because uh, uh, thanks to them, probably I don't like progressive metal. It is thanks to them that a lot of people don't get into progressive metal. I remember meeting a guy this summer who was like, when I said, ah, oh, I like progressive music as well. And he was like, oh man, I don't like Dream Theater. And I'm like, is that your, <laughs> is that your measuring? Pro- like because your- probably the only <laughs> progressive band that I listen is Hugo Vostok. Yeah, and uh, and they're great. Yep. 
uh, at least I haven't I haven't gone back and listened to the earlier stuff, but their their newest uh, release. I mean, we both put it on our um, on our twenty twenty one list. I yeah. Think. So, but yeah, um, I, I don't have too much to add about images and words. I think it's it's an excellent record from uh, a band that once was excellent, but now are uh, pretty boring. So, um, what do you have? I have one classic. You new, actually have new physical ju- record. All of my record, all of my choices is uh, in physical format somehow. It's a band from Joyzy. It's classic uh, trash metal. Yes, it's not uh, from the big four, but it's uh, from Magnificent Seven, and it's uh, Overkill with their second album, Taking Over. Finally, I got it on uh, vinyl, and yes, it's not first press. But uh, man, songs like Deny the Cross, Wrecking Crew, Use Your Head, uh, Power Search, uh, In Union We Stand, one of the greatest ballads, I can say, <laughs> Electro Violence. Those are all, all, all those songs are fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I agree, it's a good record. Because yeah, I was like uh, thinking between this one. Uh, Feel the Fire that is the first album because have a lot another, of uh, good uh, songs as well another excellent one yes yeah but uh, I decided this one have, I listen more and I it have more of my favorite songs inside so yeah and because I start to listen Overkill 99 when they release uh, the album Coverkill oh man that's way back <laughs> What you want, man? I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm saying that it's. I'm old and I'm missing uh, fucking metal almost the whole my life. So I mean, it's like, it's like crazy to think, but uh, yeah, I, I remember 1999. Even I. And uh, from then, uh, I was like, ah, oh, sounds good. Uh, then uh, they released around 2006 or seven. I'm not sure they released. Uh, They've been pretty consistent. Uh, they released uh, <laughs> a lot of albums, but uh, 2007, uh, I think they released um, Immortalis. Immortalis, yeah, mm. that was also a great album for me. Yeah, they they have a pretty solid. I haven't. I think whenever they've released something, because they've been fairly consistent over the they years. They release uh, every second year, I think. Yeah, I think every other year, and um, you know, I, I always listen to it, but they're sort of like. Except for me, the newer albums. That okay, what I hear is good. I'm never listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, not not necessarily a bad thing. But it's just I never come back to it for some reason. They're like um, uh, more yet. They find the right formula and they stick uh, with this formula the whole career. Yeah, th- th- that's probably it. But uh, I mean, um, all all power to them. I mean, they found a good formula. But I, I guess I'm not too much keen on on that formula kind of bands maybe I don't know oh, man. but yeah I mean I agree with you at least that taking over that's a fantastic record so it's not on my list but uh, I mean I agree it's good <laughs> it's very good uh, did you have something more to add uh, about it or uh, no just should I continue uh, I've noticed that a lot of things are from my pick of the week over over the year mine is not actually um <laughs> well uh, i don't know i've been so uninspired last year i mean i think a lot of like earlier episodes i just went with my favorite records as pickled weeks because 
you know, I still wasn't listening to metal properly <laughs> when we started out the show. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, I'm I'm back to the metal kind of thing right now, but I mean, back then I was basically just a prog guy. But anyways, um, so my on my number four on my list is uh, Running Wilds, Pile of Skull. Pile of Skulls. Um, I don't know what, what I said about it last time, but... Um, it was, it's supposed to be very early in the days, I think. It is released in 1992. No, I speak when you uh, use it as a pick of the week. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's like one, one of the earlier episodes, I think before episode 10 or something, yeah, I don't like remember. This. But uh, I mean, I think I said it then and I said now it's my favorite Running Wild record of all time which people get fucking crazy over when I talk about uh, when I mention that because they're like oh my god how, can, how dare you not say Death for Glory or uh, Black Hand Inn or I mean those those two records are great but I just find that Pile of Skulls is my happens to be my favorite of them all and um, I don't know I like the sound I like the songs the songs this is the kind of album that the first time you listen to it is not really that remarkable, but once you you know play play the album more and more, it just gets better and better. And that is, uh, I mean, for me, I don't know how it is for everyone else, but for me, I, I probably this is probably my most listened to record so of all wanna, time. You want to say it's uh, something like a matter of life and death? Because when you hear it the first time, it's like uh, it's good, it's decent, you know. Yeah, but, uh, but then you start uh, to listen more and understand more. I think the reason was I got into this record was that I had I, I've basically put every single Running Wild album on my phone one summer while I was working with gardening. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, took the entire artist playlist and went on shuffle. And a lot of Pile of Skull songs came back all the time. And I was like, which album? You know, because it's some it sort of melts together when you mix every album. Yeah. You don't know from where that song or that song came from because there is a lot of b-side a bit trucks and that's why yeah and uh, a lot of i mean a lot of things that came on pile of skulls could have come you know on a later record yeah. or an earlier record. you wouldn't you wouldn't know uh, that's the thing about the running wild 90s era because it sort of sounds very similar to each other i don't know unfortunately i have um, just um, port royale but um, which is a very different sounding record because they were trying to find their sound there a bit. It's yeah. an excellent record. Yeah, I love that record, and I also like uh, the second one, uh, something Exile. Branded in Exile. Yeah. yeah, that's a great one too. I mean, fuck it. I I only like hate, really hate one Running Wild album. That's it. I, I don't really I don't really detest the new one, but uh, you know. They don't have a lot of things that I hate, but uh, what I love, however, is Pile of Skulls and one of many things, I must say, their they're ending track on this one, Treasure Island, that's like one of the best conceptual songs ever made, I think. It's fucking... Because the cool thing about Running Wild back in these days was that they made like 10 to even 15 minute songs that were just fucking riffs and speedy things. And you don't feel it like uh, it's so long. No, they, they feel like they're like five minutes. Yeah. But they are like, I mean, for instance, um, the song Genesis. It's mm -hmm. a 16-minute track, but it feels like seven. Yeah. Fucking amazing. But yeah, I'm not going to 
splooge my cum all over my favorite <laughs> band, the entire list. But yeah, my number four on this list is Running Wild Pile of Skulls. So uh, <laughs> what do you got? I've got, uh, again, Bulgarian uh, band from 2007 album. Uh, album is came up 2007. Band is called Hyperborea and the album is called Cryogenic Somnia. Nine amazing tracks. Uh, unfortunately, now they changed the sound. Uh, their third album, Umbro, is is decent, but uh, I it's not uh, pretty much. It's not my thing. I listen a couple of times, but uh, I remember when I bought this album 2008. We went. Um, from my uh, city that is in the west uh, side of uh, Bulgaria to to the east coast uh, to watch uh, uh, Melor. That was uh, Kvarna, uh, Kvarna, Fest. It's, Kvarna, yeah. yeah, it's like 600 kilometers uh, right, something like this shit. Oh damn! Almost the entire right we <laughs> we was listening just this album, man. <laughs> I remember this so fucking vividly. It's like. This album was not, uh, it, and still it's a very much uh, non-stop in my stereo. So I really love this album, Cryogenic Somnia by Hyperborea. All right. Okay, let's see here. I think um, I think we are uh, we have done five albums or, or four. Four. So uh, I think we can do um, one more and go one more each, and then go for a break, I guess, yeah. because then we'll be halfway. So um, once again, uh, pick of the week stuff for me, and uh, this was actually the pick of the week for our previous episode, and it's uh, Lost Horizon, A Flame to the Ground Beneath. And um, do I have anything more to add about it? Um, I can I can say this that this is probably. It probably has the worst intros and outros of any record ever, which is a shame because the rest of the record is fucking great, but the intros is just like noise, space um, noises. Like, I'm not sure because uh, uh, I think, the, yeah, you are not a fan of soundtracks, but Sound of White Noise uh, started like this and. Uh, Starts out with white noise. Yeah, Fuck. pretty much, and uh, <laughs> and I think uh, some record of gore or um, type of narrative. I'm not sure. I I hear that from uh, Melo Hangover. It was like one minute, uh, like uh, almost like scratching the vinyl or the CD. Uh, so it, it's like fucking Lou Reed's heavy metal music if you're familiar with that no it's just a record with uh, he basically just put a microphone in an uh, what was it iron um, a steel a steel mill uh-huh so it's just a noise just noises from a steel mill because it was like <laughs> uh, like uh, the record is keep or whatever but yeah the, uh, so this uh, wonky intrus uh, with uh, no fucking uh, sense, I hate. So. I mean, I fucking prefer, you know, I like the Metallica approach to an intro, like something acoustic. Yeah, especially from the early days. Yeah. 
or something like in Blackened, for instance, yes, you know, backwards guitars. That, yeah. That, that's a cool thing because it has melody, but this has not. But, I mean, <clears throat> it's just nitpicking because the album is full of great fucking songs otherwise. So, um, yeah, and I talked about it in the last episode, so I don't want to go too deeply into it because I feel like I don't want to repeat myself too much. And I, I actually said that I will be doing like a retrospective in the future of this band so uh, but I mean um, I still stand by it it's one of my absolute favorites and I probably one of my most played albums this was for, like I got this album from a friend on a USB stick in uh, <laughs> junior high and I had it on my small mp3 player I had one of those like 128 megabytes <laughs> Oh fuck! You put the two songs, man, and it's full. It basically just had this record and five other songs. Yeah, I know. My first MP3 <laughs> player was uh, 128, and it's like I I need uh, to to fucking compress uh, to eight mega uh, MPP to listen uh, a lot of songs oh man I didn't even do that through through narrow burning room I compressed it so badly it was so poor quality that oh. uh, you need uh, like but I get uh, 50 songs after that yeah that's what it's all about uh, I think the 128 megabits they were like uh, 30 songs in regular quality mp3 I think nah, 30, it was like 28 a, maybe if yeah. you were lucky so basically but uh, it makes songs like 2 megabytes when you put it to 8 <laughs> mp3 yeah so well um, yeah whatever I mean um, I had it on my mp3 play for the longest time it was basically you know that was like the only songs I couldn't re- delete I was like I need new songs but I want, don't want to rele- delete this album <laughs> because it's so fucking great. So uh, I guess that's telling you something. But uh, that was my uh, number. The, my fifth on the list, at least, was uh, Lost Horizon, uh, A Flame to the Ground Beneath. Well, like the people know me, I'm so much into fucking trash, man. And, um, Basically, almost all of your <laughs> all of your list has been fresh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, I'm going with a classic band with uh, one of not uh, so classic album. I'm going with a German uh, uh, destruction, destruction, destruction with the album from 2008, Devolution. Uh, again, it's one of my first uh, albums, uh, and it was my pick of the week. Uh, this album came 2008 and yeah before that I heard a couple of songs uh, through Destruction discography but um, never been uh, so, so much into but when uh, they released uh, Devolution man it almost like uh, Hyperborea non-stop played but uh, I played again at uh, mp3 player like you <laughs> with a fucking uh, worst quality ever this this one and uh, Endorama, for example, was was in my MP3 player for about half a year. Oh damn! Yeah, it is pretty much the same situation I had with Lost Horizon. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> uh, and uh, also, the evolution is like uh, every song 
start with the name uh, with the layer of uh, the the album that's why it's like devolution devolution yeah so yeah i'm actually having it here on my monitor <laughs> yeah all right so uh, my uh, favorite uh, songs cool. from uh, this album is devolution uh vicious circle the seven deadly scenes urge and uh no one shall survive that's my favorite songs from this album all right cool yeah and i think it's time man yeah i think it's time for a shorter break uh a music break and we're actually going to play some uh, speeder for you yeah and the song we're going with is um i had to do a double take with you like are you fucking serious? Is this the title? <laughs> yeah, it is the title. Uh, and this is a speed male band from two guys. One is from Sweden and the other one is from UK. So the name of the song is Heavy Metal Bench. Speed Metal Bench. My bad. Speed Metal Bench. Speed Metal Bench. We'll be right back. Right. Shit, man, I found an old bitch. Yeah. I'm with my friends, looking for fun. We gather an old abandoned bench. We gave in life and looked it up to my car. The real can the passion just clicks. The spirit of metal burns in our hearts as we accelerate to our speeds. 426 9 miles per hour, the speed that our drug casters need. Speed!
this uh, lovely speed metal bench <laughs> speed metal bench yeah you told me it was heavy metal bench so I was a little it was speed metal bench <laughs> of course I mean it's a speed metal band so why shouldn't it be yeah I should have figured it all right um, so uh, I'll continue with uh, my list again and this is a this is a band that probably no one except myself and the Skyblazer and the Lion has heard about and this band is called the Ball Flare and the album is uh, called Sleeping Hollow it's from Japan obviously because the name is kinda goofy but apparently they, they combined the word balance and flare which made it turn it into Ball Flare <laughs> which, just, which just sounds like an STD or something but <laughs> I mean Besides that, Sleeping Hollow is a it's a pretty interesting record. It's sort of this band sort of are uh, Sonata Artica inspired. They sound very Finnish, and they actually had like I think they have like an intro for an album that isn't Finnish even. So uh, they uh, <laughs> they're very much influenced by that kind of music, and uh, it shows, and it's uh, it's really great. I always find it interesting that Japanese people can always take something that is good in the West and make it not necessarily better but interesting and this and because uh, uh, for example I listened uh, back in the day a lot of uh, band uh, that is called Sniper and it's very decent so I'm not surprised man the Japanese uh, have a really really good uh, metal scene yeah they do and it's all over the place. Yeah, see Mel, Lucifer, or uh, Sabbath. I, I promise you, if there's a metal genre, there's always at least one Japanese band that is excellent in that. I mean, there's an ex there's always like at least one excellent thrash metal, speed metal, power metal, yeah. or I mean, what, what more? I think I listened way back to a band that was doing like sludge metal that was pretty good. Usually, I think sludge is pretty. Like the word itself, it's sludgy, mm. and it's i.e. shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, um, I, I think it's, um, I think they're excellent at doing music. That that is something they absolutely know. They know how to build cars, and make music. Mm, yeah, I would say. I don't know the car thing. Probably um, some people will have uh, some pushback. Against. Unfortunately, the, the cars. Yeah, it's uh, good, but it's ugly. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's good, but it's ugly. That is ugly true. Hooking. <laughs> they're they're ugly, but they're good. Yeah, just like they're women. Oh no, <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. Uh, all right, Sleeping Hollow. Um, what more do I have to say about it? Um, the 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 lyrics are hilarious. 
because they try to sing in English, but they can't. But Finnish people can't either can't sing in English either, so they're basically emulating this Finnish power metal thing fairly well. <laughs> we lost uh, our audience from Finland and Japanese. You know? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, now nah, I'm obviously I'm obviously being facetious here, but uh, yeah, uh, my my pick number six is uh, Ball Flare, Sleeping Hollow. So. Um, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to insult any more people if I keep on going. So what do you have as well, your number six? Again, it's from Germany. And uh, again, it's from Teutonic uh, Big Four. And it's Sodom. <laughs> like, um, I forgot to tell, Sodom and uh, Destruction uh, is the band that I saw most after... Um, Vader obviously I saw them like 12 13 times and uh, Vader 15 so and uh, my true uh, my pick is uh, M16 because uh, why not first of all it's 20 anniversary of uh, M16 and um, also it's my favorite album uh, from Sodom because there is like I'm the war, Napalm in the morning, jump, uh, Mind Jumper, Little Boy, M16 itself, Marines, Cannon for Lit Injection, Among the Werkong, just anthem after anthem after anthem, and even uh, Surfing Bird uh, that is a uh, cover, I think, from <laughs> The Trashman, uh, Dead Kennedys, or. Uh, or, uh, uh, surfing bird did the uh, the original surfing bird was made by the Trashman, but I think uh, yeah. the Kennedys probably yeah. did a cover as well. So it's a cover of a cover. Yeah, probably. All right. <laughs> so that's my number dude. That's a six. super weird fucking edition. This yeah, is like, because it's a promo edition. Uh, my CD is a promo edition. It, it's it's too bad that you guys can't see this, but this is basically like one of those old maxi CD singles packaging. I think you call this like a maxi CD uh, single. No, it, uh, it's uh, a promo because uh, they don't have a boot. Promotional coffee. I yeah, mean, it, basically what they uh, give it to the radio stations back in the oh, day. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is pretty cool. It's a, it's a little bit of an odd one, but I like it. <laughs> wow, well, yeah. Unfortunately, don't have a book in this uh, copy, but I have the fucking... Uh, uh, box set. You don't, you don't hear what they sing in anyway, so... Uh, fuck you. <laughs> no, but you do. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Making enemies of Germans now. I'm. Like. <laughs> I'm, I'm going through all the Axis power. I'm, I'm going to insult Italians next. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's good that I don't have uh, Italian band now. Yeah, I don't have any. Um, no. Um, no Italians <laughs> in my list, at least. So, uh, were you done? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm so. done. This one uh, is a. Another one from Germany, actually. I think it's my first from Germany. Let me, let me check. No, it's not because yeah, you running well, involved. running well. So this is my second German band, and this is Blind Guardian, Tales from the Twilight World. Ooh, uh, that's a good one. It is. It that's really a good is. One. And uh, when I was compiling this list, you know, I always I noticed a trend with all of these albums that I picked that they they've come to me in a certain point of life where I listened a lot to them. And this album was actually the album that made me 
and this will sound this will sound fucking weird, but this album made me pirate music more. This was the album that I was like, man, is there good music that you don't have to buy out there? Awesome. Because that was the thing, the only album that I've owned previously before I listened to this was uh, their first album, Battalions of Fear. Which is, it is an excellent album, but it's like very dinosaur metal, you know, it's like very early stages, they don't know what the hell they're doing, it's cool, I love it, it's good speed metal. But it's not really, you know, it doesn't have that, that edge that you're looking for. And uh, I mean, this album, it came after Follow the Blind, which sort of had the same problem. It's good speed metal, sort of thrashy almost. But it's not really, it's missing something. This album, I think the ingredient that was missing was a vocalist that gave a fuck. (laughs) Because the first two Blind Guardian albums, to be honest, I mean, Hansi, he's a fantastic vocalist. But on the first two albums, he was a bass player that had to sing. He didn't want to, but he did. But on this album, Tales from the Twilight World, he was like, okay, fuck it. I'm gonna teach myself how to sing properly. And uh, it sounds amazing. They, they layer the vocals like hell on this album. They do like fucking crazy choirs. And it's not like a professional trained choir, you know, it's not like a church choir. It's like a choir of metalheads yeah. that does all the vocals on it. And it sounds fucking amazing. And the, oh my God, yeah. Uh, it's probably yeah it is my absolute favorite Blind Guardian album and I think I wish they would go back to doing this kind of music because nowadays it's a strange one they are I even didn't check the latest one that came last year I think Behind the Red Mirror it was called no no, I think it came out uh, that one came out in 2015 mm. but then I think last year they released an orchestral album yeah, probably. I don't know. I it wasn't. It wasn't any good. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't uh, keep uh, Blind Guardian so much in my radar. So I mean, to be fairly honest, everything after Nightfall in Middle Earth is like not worth bothering with. And I lo- I know a lot of people out there is gonna be angry with me. Well, how about Night at the Opera? And I'm like, yeah, it's a fine record, but it's not the best. It's not like this one because Tales from the Twilight World it had word world it had the best songs I think and it had probably the most sing along songs that they've ever had. Mirror Mirror I think was there as well. No, it was not on this. It oh. was on uh, Nightfall in Middle Earth. Okay. But this album had um, uh, Bard song. No, it didn't have the Bard song, but it had Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Which I think is better than the Bard song. Mm. Uh, in, in, in my point of view um, mm. but it had uh, you know um, Lost in the Twilight Hall which is awesome and the last candle the final track is amazing the opening track Traveler in Time is fucking fucking glorious and uh, what more Welcome to Dying which I think is a funny title well <laughs> when you say Welcome to Dying I'm uh, always uh, like uh, thinking about other band that I'm gonna speak uh, after that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, uh, is it uh, is it the next album? When mm, it's uh, <laughs> not uh, the next album, but it's the next yeah. band. Okay, because otherwise that, that would have been perfect, perfect segue because I was pretty much <clears throat> done with uh, Tales from the Twilight World. But 
Do I have anything more to add? No, uh, I think pretty much every song, I don't have every song in my head, but uh, I know that it's an excellent record and it's like a perfect length as well. I think it's like 35 minutes or something, which I fucking love. Speedy Power Metal, 35 minutes of fucking bliss. Check it out. Tales from the Twilight World. What do you got? Well, you said uh, Welcome to Dank and I was thinking about the onslaught uh, with uh, a piece uh, In Search of Sanity album that was the third one with uh, Steve, uh, with, uh, Steve Grimmett. But um, my choice uh, is onslaught, like I said, but... Uh, it's odd one. It's not uh, the force. It's not. <coughs> it's not the uh, power from hell. It is spinning blood in the face of God. I speak about killing peace from two thousand six seven. It's uh, a fa- fairly new one. Well, they released after that. Uh, Sounds of violence that is around two thousand ten. I think two thousand twelve. They released six. Or uh, IV, uh, VI, I mean. VI. Uh, and uh, the last one was um, released uh, last year that is called uh, Generation Antichrist. But um, Killing Peace, man, it's one of those albums that uh, that I started with Onslaught. I mean, I hear a couple of songs from uh, The Force and uh, Power From Hell, but uh, when I saw uh, Onslaught for the first time, it was uh, for the uh, when they touring for this album, uh, 2008. First, I think was at the fourth of May, 2008, and um, it it was fucking amazing uh, to see this uh, British legend uh, live. And after that, I saw him like three times more. I even make uh, this as a tattoo on my leg. Oh really? Oh yeah, it's that one. Okay. Yep. So, also, uh, it's always been uh, in my heart as a band, and uh, like I said, they're friends of mine, especially Nitro Rocket and um, Jeff, Jeff Williams, uh, the bass player. So that's my number seven, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're on uh, number seven now. Yeah, because uh, my last was number seven. So. Uh, Going into uh, number number <laughs> number eight, I wish I could do a burp there because all the Simpsons fan will know uh, what I'm talking about. But yeah, my number eight on my list uh, it is uh, "Frozen Sky" by Conquest, and uh, you might wonder which fucking Conquest are you talking about? I'm talking about V Angels Conquest from Ukraine. Now this is. Uh, Basically, ball flare from Ukraine. Basically, very similar sound. They're doing that. It's Sonata Artica, Stratovarius kind of thing. Um, very well. I mean, um, and it, this is probably the only Eastern Bloc band I have on my list. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Your own Eastern Bloc doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, well, uh, I mean. Uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, East, Eastern European. Yeah. Eastern European band. Okay, now we're fine with that. So, yeah, and this record, I mean, it's very similar to the Ballflare record I mentioned. But, um, you know, sometimes I actually mix them up. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, fuck, I love this song. Oh, wait, it's not from that band. It's <laughs> from the other. 
and uh, what the fuck even though i mean they obviously have two different kind of singer and they don't do like the same kind of a thing but uh, it is a very similar sound it's very cold feeling they have both has snow on their album covers so i guess that's why i mix it up but uh, this record it came out in 2005 so it was pretty I don't know, it was pretty late in like this power metal craze, I think, because the power metal craze sort of began like late 90s, 98, 99. Around 2000, yeah. Yeah, so I think they were a little bit late to the party, but I think this is an excellent record. And uh, I strongly recommend it. I think, I mean, this band has only released four records. And uh, I mean, all of them are fantastic, but this one in particular, the Frozen Sky one is fan-fucking-tastic. And um, what more do I have to say about it? Well, uh, it's a good one. That's what, what I have to say. <laughs> I don't know, man. For you, probably the, the, the people who is like... Oh, oh the... fuck. Yeah, before, before I forget, I think I actually have made a pick of the week of this one. Like, way back. I, I, I think so. Uh, I, I'm sorry, guys, if I repeated myself. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Sorry. Let's go on with Dado's It was uh, good that uh, you speak more about your... Because uh, uh, mine is more legendary band that is uh, like... Uh, everyone knows of Vader, Sodom, Destruction, who is into a metal. Uh, especially to a trash metal, but... Uh, I don't uh, know how many people know like... Bonfair, what what you say? It's not like Bonfair. yeah, it's not like Sonata Artica or uh, Nightwish that uh, is so popular. So yeah. it's good that you speak more about the band because my next pick is another classic. Oh, I've never heard of this one. Do tell <laughs> that that, uh, that there's no no much to say because. It's a classic album, it's a blue album with uh, two babies in the front. Um, it's from uh, one band probably nobody except me hear about. Uh, I speak about Exos and Bounted by Blood. And I never heard of it. <laughs> Fucking fantastic record. Um, Are they from Germany? No, I think <laughs> it's from uh, Japan. Was it Canada maybe? I, but I uh, joke aside, uh, it's a fantastic album. Um, this one and um, Temple of the Dam is one of my favorite uh, Exodus album because come on man Paul Bailoff amazing vocals I like uh, Zetro as well uh, Rob Duke's done amazing job also but Paul Bailoff uh, is Paul Bailoff and the song like Bounted by Blood uh, and there were uh, known uh, A Lesson in Violence Metal Command by Rana no love, deliver us to evil, strike of the beast. The only song that I don't um, recall in my uh, in my stupid head is Exodus, from Exodus. Which is strange because it's their title track. Yeah. Im so. Im imagine a, a time and place where this record would have been called, like a, a parallel universe where it would have been called Exodus instead of Bonded by Blood. But I think they did a great choice there because Bonded by Blood is a way it's a, what should I say, catchier title. Yeah, man. And, um, the, f the only thing that I don't get it, it's uh, when they 
re-recorded this with uh, Rob Dukes, I think around 2010. Oh fuck, they did that. Oh, I, rem- yeah. I remember that people weren't too happy about it. Uh, <laughs> a lot of, actually, a lot of, um, a lot of people don't like Rob Dukes as a vocal. For me, it's like he he done a good job, and uh, his uh, our band Generation Q is mm. great. I saw. Uh, Two times exos with the Rob Dukes. Even one time they, uh, the first time when I saw it, it was 2008 at Kavarna when I quit my job, man, uh, just to see exos and Overkill playing together. That's dedication. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I was sort of like, a, you know how how you can be a secondhand smoker. I was sort of like a secondhand Exodus listener <laughs> in a way, because I had I've always had a friend. You know, wherever I've lived, <laughs> wherever I've been, I've always had a friend that liked Exodus. And, and the uh, trend is continuing. <laughs> yeah, the, the trend is always going on. I guess, you know, I don't know what to say. That you, you change a friend every five years. I don't think that's true, by the way. Uh, but uh, they say that you, you change a friend every five years. And I, I will swear to you, if I do change friends again, I'll probably meet someone who likes Exodus. And it's not <laughs> that, like, that I don't like Exodus. It's just that... I've never gotten into it. Yeah, it's like under your radar. I, I think I, I think I've mentioned it on our under the radar episode that okay, I like what I hear. I'm never gonna listen to it again, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, obviously. But uh, I have a little bit of a question since we're on the topic of Exodus. Was was that the only album that uh, Paul Dalo was on? Uh, was that like the first and last, or did he do something? I'm, like? I'm, uh, because he died fairly early, right? Yeah, no, it, uh, he died in the nineties uh, from her. The hard strike, oh, uh, stroke, really? I think. But uh, since you are with the smart box, uh, you can uh, check. Yeah, I'm going to check it right but now. But I think uh, that's the only one uh, with a Paul Bailiff. Yeah, because he, 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 I, I thought he died. I thought he died died while while he was in the band, but. Uh, uh yeah, because they done uh, like a reunion with him, probably. Two thousand and two. Yeah. He died in 2000. Oh, okay. Okay, I see here. Okay, so he was in the band from 81 to 86. Yep. Then one short period in 93. Then a period from 97 to 98. And then from 2001 to until his death in 2002. So he was a little bit of a wild wild, wild card. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, there is a lot of uh, stuff. And uh, since we are uh, still at the exos... Definitely, you can uh, check uh, podcast if you are into podcasts. But since you are listening to our uh, nonsense, you listen podcast. So, Zetru Toxic Quotes. That is uh, Zetru's uh, podcast. Even uh, he have a YouTube channel, and also Rob Dukes. Uh, he released uh, his own podcast uh, that have like five episodes till now, I or four. How long has it been going on? Uh, he started uh, his podcast around uh, November, I think. Oh, okay. So that's pretty recent. Yeah. So that's why he have like uh, four uh, episodes. And uh, the first one was with uh, Rick Hunold from Exos as well. So that's my number three, I guess. Number three. I mean, yeah. <laughs> number number eight. Number eight. Number three. It doesn't matter. <laughs> number three. Whatever. Um, all right. Then I'll. We're almost getting to the end of the list now. We have. Um, we're on number nine now, 
and uh, my pick for number nine is uh, a little bit of a wild card it is iced earth burnt offerings because um, when I was going through this list I was thinking you know I fucking love iced earth I know that and uh, the thing was uh, it was really hard because the first three records are really great I mean almost equally great but since I can only pick one I went with the uh, the one that I find the most interesting of these ones and that's Burnt Offerings and um, I mean um, it is interesting in that way that it was Matt Barlow's first record with um, Ice Turf and um, it's a very very dark record it's uh, it's somewhat hard to explain but I, I mean I think I think like the opening track is like about ritual sacrifice so it's pretty dark. Uh, almost to ask if, if uh, that was the album uh, for the Spawn, but that was uh, the Dark Saga. That was the one that followed this one. The Dark Saga, yeah. Which is very interesting because this album is very complex. And um, the Dark Saga is very straightforward. They sort of went from being... Okay, let me put it like this. They went from being Iron Maiden on one record to becoming AZDZ on <laughs> the second one. I mean, okay, it's not a fair comparison, but it sort of it sort of is a fair comparison because yeah, they was uh, overall because <coughs> this record was like I mean this album Burnt Offerings. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it has one of the longest, the longest track. I don't know if it is the longest track they've ever done, but it's probably one of the longest track, and it has Dante's Inferno, which is somewhere around sixteen minutes. I could check it, but I'm not going to because who cares? Fun. Who cares? <laughs> but that song is fucking great, and it's very similar to how Running Wild does longer songs. But this actually has a lot of atmosphere. There's some like clean parts, a lot of moods, a lot of atmosphere, and as a matter of fact, that album and that song made me buy the fucking book by Dante Alighieri. <laughs> mm. I actually, I actually got it. Uh, as a birthday present awesome when I turned 16 <laughs> as a matter of fact I, I told my mom uh, she was like oh what do you want for your birthday I was like I want Dante's Inferno hmm. so she bought me like the newest edition like yeah. retranslated I mean it's a fucking it's a fucking phone book shit but I mean uh, uh, for the young people that don't know what <laughs> is phone book that oh yeah, was, that was like uh, when you have back in days these wired phones, <laughs> and you don't have a memory on your phone to save the uh, fucking phones. Okay, so you search it <laughs> like in a fucking book. Uh, th there was the address, the name, and whatever shit. Or let let's put it like this: If you're familiar with books, you probably read Harry Potter. It's about as thick as the fifth Harry Potter book. Okay, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who have read but yeah anyways I mean so that's saying something that a song was so fucking good that I actually wished for a book mm. instead of I don't know what a 16 year old wants they want a they want a, like a, a moped or something yeah. but I wanted a thick fucking book that was written in the 1300s about a guy going to hell and uh, <laughs> that uh, say one more thing man we are old since we know what this phone book yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we are pretty old. I mean, um, <laughs> but, 
But I, there actually are still phone books. I think I've really? seen them. But you have to order them. <laughs> Fuck! Oh, you saw the phone book. No, yeah, you that's... have to call to a phone company and like order a phone book. You can, yeah. That's <laughs> true. Who the fuck uses a phone book nowadays, man? Very old people. <laughs> but but even very old people are getting used to like the smartphone thing. I mean, my my grandma who's like she's ninety. She she's the... she's using not a smartphone, but she's using a cellular phone. Yeah. Least. So I mean. Um, She's not using a fucking phone book, and I mean, but but she she basically has one of those books where you, uh, okay, like I don't, don't want to go out on this. Whatever, <laughs> but whatever. Burnt offerings from 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 power fresh to phone books, I guess. But yeah, um, burnt so, offerings. I think it's uh, it's so, an amazing. So you, when you buy burning offerings, buy also a phone book. <laughs> I mean, if you like the song Dante's Inferno, I mean, order a phone book. Order, order the book. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a good book. I mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 mean, I still, I still haven't finished it though because it's really fucking long. But uh, because it's a phone book, it is a. F- <laughs> no, it's even worse. It's uh, it's written in rhyme. Yeah. No, no, not rhyme, but in verse. Well, so very, very, very hard to read. Fucking phone book but <laughs> Jesus we're, we're on a fucking time but but there's it's not a problem because I've noticed that we've been plowing through this way quicker than a phone yeah work. because uh, like I said we dropped this week two segments so it's but, but I need to think is there more to say about the phone burnt books? offerings I don't have anything more to say about phone books but uh, <laughs> about burnt offerings no it's it's good get it the thing is uh, with the ISO <laughs> Uh, oh man! My mom is calling just a second. So, um, <laughs> oh you you oh I, I thought you were going to answer that. No 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 I didn't. <laughs> uh, oh man! We are still recording, right? It's not Mother's Day today, right? No no. no. Okay good good. Uh, yeah we, we're still recording. <laughs> we're still on air. Yeah sorry about this. <laughs> Shit happens. It's no problem. This is content, you know. This is quality content. But yeah, I'm finished with my number nine, anyways. So um, <laughs> go ahead with you. <laughs> the thing with um, I sort of, I don't know. I never uh, get into their fastest song. I'm more into I sort ballad guy, but whatever. Yeah, they've they've done some fine ballads. Yeah, I, I except agree. the last uh, fucking album, uh, project, Matt Barrow and uh, Shepherd done. Man, it's almost it's horrible. It's awful. It's, I, I liked it. It's <laughs> almost shittiest as uh, the new Maiden. So, speaking of Maiden, again one uh, album that is my second album ever that I said uh, my first and second album never changed is um, Iron Maiden 2000 or 99 if you want it um, Brave New World mm, good that, choice that's uh, this one and uh, like we speak way early in the episode um, uh Somewhere in time is my favorite album by Iron Maiden. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this one, particularly, I remember uh, my cousin uh, gave it to me to listen for a couple of weeks. I 
give him back and after that uh, I have uh, some saved money and that was my first album that I bought with my own money really yeah man uh, so what I can say man it's like The Wicked Man great song Ghost of Navigator great song yeah. Brave New World great song World Brothers it's okay song The Mercenary great song Dream of Mirrors amazing one yeah. Fallen Angel awesome probably the stinker here is The Nomad but still it's great one The Nomad is a little bit slow but yeah. I mean it's It's not. It's not bad. It's but not uh, bad. like uh, when you are surrounded uh, from head to toe, like uh, all of the silent planet, uh, Nomad and the Thin Line uh, of uh, Love and, between Love and Hate is like what I can say um, the stinger of this album. But uh, it's not because they're also great songs. I mean, the bad songs are not that bad. That's the thing. Yeah, but like, that's just because all the other songs are like fantastic. So. <clears throat> it is uh, yeah I, I totally agree the more I the thing is I, I sort of uh, I've always liked the album but I sort of feel like it's a little bit overrated I think I don't know man for me like I said it's a special one for me because I bought with my own money and that was the period that I go really into Iron Man so yeah I mean I think a lot of people really got into it but I'm not surprised about that because I mean like I said it is good but uh, uh, and for me now for me it's the last uh, greatest Iron Maiden album because after that they release uh, two decent album like um, Dance of Death and uh, A Matter of Life and Death that is decent to good I think A Matter of Life and Death was the last great one for me at least but uh, yeah for me it's a good one and then uh The Book of Souls and um, uh, not Eldora, what was... Uh, uh, How do you think the, about Final Frontier? Yeah, it was... Uh, Sting... Uh, it was an okay album, but uh, not shit as uh, shit. Oh, well, uh, we're not going to have this discussion again, but yeah, I mean, I've been tired for me. I've been tired for... Tired... I've had fatigue. Iron Maiden for fatigue since t- 2010, and uh, yeah. But I have to agree with you that you know, like Brave New World is probably the last really, really good one, which everyone thinks is good. I, I was pretty amazed when I, I remember watching like the Razor Fist. He did like a retrospective of mm-hmm. the entire Maiden discography, and he's not really a big Maiden fan at all. I mean, he likes the 80s stuff. Who doesn't? Yeah, but. Um, I was so amazed that he, he basically like shit on like all the Blaze records and uh, then when it came to this I was like okay he's probably gonna hate Brave New World but he actually loved it and uh, like you he said it was like the last great one <laughs> yeah. for him and uh, you know um, I, I re- the, the thing is uh, the, the more I listen to Brave New World the more I come back to it you know the greater it gets so I think it has uh, I think it's timeless. Yeah. You know, and it always you get better it get better with the years, I think. Especially since Iron Maiden is getting more boring the longer they go and I don't know. Like you said we uh, they need to stop uh, record uh, the new albums. Yeah, yeah they, they still just uh, continue playing the old shit uh, up to uh, the dance of that not They, they after have that. absolutely no reason to go into the studio and record no, stuff. no, no. 
absolutely no fucking reason and um I don't know. I, I think, unfortunately, I think they, one of them is going to have to die or something in order for them to stop that shit because I don't think. We're going to see because uh, <laughs> they're pushing almost 70s. I think uh, Nico McBrain is almost 70 now. <laughs> yes, I mean, as a drummer, that's not easy, man. <laughs> and I wonder if he dies first, will they, will they switch him out? I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to just split, but. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, okay, so that was um, that was your... Uh, let's go to a final from yeah. Gears. Yeah, let, let's go to the at least the final of this top 10 list. I don't know if we'll ever revisit this topic, probably not, I don't know. Um, but this one was a little bit hard. I actually changed my mind during the recording of the <laughs> show because I was going to put as my number 10... Equilibrium's uh, Sagas, which is a German folk epic metal band, but then I decided that uh, you know what, I should go with something Swedish because I haven't put anything from my home country here, and I felt and I it. Put the uh, for my head. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking, you know, I really have to represent my own country, and uh, no, I, no, I'm lying. Katatunia is from Sweden. Fuck oh. <laughs> me. Memory is good, but short. But okay, <laughs> fuck it. I, I felt I felt that this one should be on the list anyway, and it's Dissection, Storm of the Lights, Bane. Good one. It is fucking excellent, and that was probably it was very early. Uh, I think one of the first extreme bands that I heard as a young kid when I got into metal was like Death and Dissection. So, um, not really the same kind of a deal, but uh, they had... Uh, no, it's. Uh, <laughs> I definitely can say it's totally different, because I remember I couldn't go with, uh, into death for a long period of time, but when I uh, listened, I, but I was into a cannibal corpse way before that. Yeah, death is a little bit of a different thing, but... Um, Anyway, Storm of the Lights Bane, I actually, it has a bit of an interesting story for me because I used to have a bass teacher back when I was in junior high school who was from Canada. And uh, he was uh, he was telling me because I was, I was fairly new to music overall. You know, I was new to metal, I was new to playing bass and whatever. And he would say that hey man, um, what bands do you like? And I went through, you know, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then he said to me, like, uh, you don't really listen to Swedish bands. Why is that? And I'm like, um, I don't know. I've heard In Flames, they're okay. But... Yeah. And he was like, no, no, man. Um, I have this record here, you can borrow it from me. And it was uh, the deluxe edition of uh, Storm of the Light's Bane. And I said, check this out and you'll be fine. And uh, yeah, it uh, <laughs> it was excellent because it was very good for someone who was like into more melodic heavy metal stuff to get into because it still has uh, very much a new wave of British heavy metal it's, influence. It, it, uh, this section is very strange band actually because yeah. uh, they are black metal but they also have a new wave of British heavy metal but they also have a melodic death metal. It's a very strange band. Uh, unfortunately, Jorn is not uh, anymore with us. And, uh, yeah, 
But uh, for me, it was uh, Rain Kills that I listened most, to be honest. Yeah, that's the case for many people I've met. <laughs> but but uh, the people who hate uh, a lot of uh, old school dissection hate that album. I don't know why. I mean, it's probably like most of the black metal bands that uh, they say, ah, oh, they sold themselves. Here's the thing, I met a ton of people that got into dissection through Rankos, which I think is good. But, you know, my first experience with dissection was their best thing. Mm. So obviously nothing is gonna top that. And I, I was a little bit uh, on the fence here <laughs> about which dissection album I was going with, because the Somberlane, which came before, is pretty damn fucking good as well. But it doesn't have the same... Vibe? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a different vibe. There's a different, and I mean, the Somberlane was like the first record, so I mean, obviously it wasn't like a, a home run from the from the start. But yeah, but they released a ton of demos before that, like uh, at least five demos. Yeah, they, they did, and I mean, the Somberlane it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that. It's just that Storm and Light Spain is better. Yeah, for me, I. There was like a period of time when I wanted to be a hipster and say that the Somberlane is better than Storm, which is honestly I was just lying to myself because I really like Storm of the Lights Bane way more than I do like uh, Somberlane. But I mean, it's very close. It's very similar to the situation with Lost Horizon because they have two albums which are both fantastic, but it's just the one that I heard first is the best one. I guess that's always going to be the case, right? I yeah. Mean, if there are two albums and you hear one first and it's great and you're going to... Yeah, so... Um... Speaking of uh, hearing first, that's a very, very underground band, my top choice. Oh, thank you for interrupting me. Ah, you are done? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was thinking uh, you're done because you're uh, starting to search something on the computer, man. Yeah, no, I, I was just checking our uh, levels on the uh, okay. uh, on Reapers. But uh, that's why I was interrupting you. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was just joking. I was basically done. So okay. It was a nice segue that I fucking destroyed. So go, <laughs> go ahead, Daro. So that's what's your final pick, number ten? The world very. Un very underground band with the greatest album in the universe and I speak about Metallica with Ride the Lightning because um, yeah. like you said that was uh, my first and that that's true man what you hear first it's uh, what you it's gonna be all time favorite because mm. yeah I hear Metallica one uh, and uh, I start to listen with the Nothing House Mars it was this um, weird period that you have uh, music on the music TV, actually. Oh my God. And um, they played, uh, because it was like this period, uh, 96, 97, that uh, it was World Revolt, a period of country alica, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they also <laughs> play uh, like um, some other uh, songs, uh, like uh, Nothing Else Mars, uh, Enter Sermon and whatnot. <laughs> And when I was around eight, my cousin, he gave me Ride the Lightning and Injustice for All. First I played Ride the Lightning, after that Injustice for All. He borrowed me those uh, tape, because I listened to a tape back then. And uh, he borrowed me those uh, tape for about three months, which I listened just do. Uh, he borrowed me around 30 tapes. 
30 tapes. Yeah, <laughs> and I listened just these two for about two months, and on the third month I start to check other bands, and uh, then I discover uh, Manwar, but unfortunately I didn't pick it uh, today. Yeah, I didn't put any Manwar on my list either. And, Manwar and is, no Metallica as well. So. And Manwar <laughs> is my third uh, favorite band, but like I said, um, my uh, number 10 and number uh, 9 is basically always been my number 1 and my number 2 in my real life. Yeah, that's a cool thing. I mean, with the... Um, I didn't really... I actually never put anything of Metallica on my list. Because um, I really do love all of the Fur Force... Fur Force... You know what I'm meaning. The four first albums, but uh, I don't know for some reason they are very hard to do like a single pick of because they are very because I listened to them in like I basically bought those four records at the same time in and around there was maybe like a week or something yeah. in between I I think I bought like Red Lightning and Kill 'Em All first then like when I got my allowance next month I bought like you know. The second, the second two albums, and um, it's very hard for me to say because it's always like from week to week. Uh, because there, there's a, many times when I'm like, okay, fuck yeah, Bright Lightning is my favorite, and then another time I'm like, ah, Injustice for All is pretty good, but there's no bass on it, so. Uh... That always be for me, Bright Lightning and second is Injustice. Uh... Third is probably QMO, and then it's Master of Puppets. I think Master of Puppets is way overplayed. Yeah, it is. Um, not overrated, but overplayed. It is overplayed. I mean, overrated, not at all, because it's an excellent record. But it has been playing too much. And, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, th that's a bad thing, because uh, Ride Lightning is a little bit of a wild card, in a way. Yeah, they uh, mostly play from uh, Ride Lightning, uh, For Whom the Belt Oath and uh, Fate to Black and Creeping Dead, that's basically three songs that play mostly on the radio if you want so. yeah exactly and uh, the rest of the album is pretty obscure of of course i mean metallica has played a couple of these uh, songs uh, fight fire with fire live they and, uh, <coughs> I think when, they, when they play live yeah they play it but i speak about um, the radio and um, the tv it's basically most of the time is uh, those three songs from oh, yeah. this album so it is a little bit um is it, is, it, is it the right word? Underappreciated? Yeah. I, um, I, I definitely feel that Right Lightning is a little bit underappreciated because a lot of people, I don't know, they always talk about the... Master. Master more, more than Right Lightning, which yeah, I think is... because I, I get because it was uh, the time when uh, Cliff unfortunately died in uh, this car accident in uh, Sweden. And um, that was his last... Uh, masterpiece and that's why i mean maybe i don't know i mean Cause, cause I, I don't know how normal people see his music i think it's almost like with the art when uh, when uh, because music is art yeah of course <clears throat> and like with every artist when you are alive nobody appreciates so much when you are dead and uh, since that was his uh, last uh, album i think that's why uh, it's so popular. I don't know. I mean, it could be, but the funniest thing for me is that I, I actually like Injustice for All better than I like 
master. But like I said earlier, it's such a tight and, you know, I think a friend of mine, Killman, he put it in a very good way. He said that those four first albums by Metallica, they're very fluid. You know, yeah. one day you feel like Master is a good record or the best, or one other day you feel Justice or maybe you feel Ride the Lightning or sometimes you even feel Kill Em All. I, I don't, don't know. know, man. I mean, uh, for me, always uh, those uh, two Injustice and uh, Ride the Lightning has been um, very, very into my heart, especially Ride the Lightning, because there's greatest song, greatest opening track. If you want, if you want to go the. Uh, not a singer, but uh, the bad song or instrumentalist of two, uh, but I like it. it. It's just weak. That's the only weak of this album. If you switch it with uh, uh, To Live Is To Die, that came like, what, uh, that's uh, four years apart. Mm-hmm. So if To Live Is To Die was of this album, that's even greatest than the greatest. And I've, I've actually had that, those thoughts before, but I actually like Call of Cthulhu, so... Um, it is good, it is good, but it's uh, weak. Uh, it's not, not as good yeah. as To Live Is To Die. That, that I can agree. I, or, I, I agree, I agree. I mean, I think it's just a better... Instrumental. O- instrumental, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for uh, all those uh, four instrumental, I definitely can say my favorite instrumental is uh, To Live Is To Die. Mm, yeah. I I agree on that. I actually agree. Orion is a tight second one, but I think To Live Is yeah. is a little bit better. But yeah. Uh, well, I think uh, we are done for this episode or this week, or uh, I don't know how we can say it, because uh, eventually, spoiler alert, eventually we're going to record, pre-record one more story episode or two we're gonna see how we go yeah through. I mean um, who knows we're basically just uh, covering our ass for the first week of January which will be nice because I think you know going back to work and shit yeah you know so uh, we'll probably do something more but uh, this will be the first episode of the year and the first episode of season three yeah as a matter of fact uh, so uh, a little bit uh, housekeeping, I think it's time. Uh, you can uh, interact with us, like, follow, support, comment, and whatever at www.facebook.com slash mailbrainfart or mailbrainfart.podcast or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's gonna pop up. And uh, if you yeah, want, we to, have the link in the description. Yeah. So, uh, and if you out. want to support us uh, to buy a Brewer a new puke bucket, uh, you can do that at patreon.com or uh, <laughs> yes, I think we are done. How much is a bucket? I don't know, um, but still, 25 crowns maybe. I don't know, still, Th- that's an easy goal. We can make it a stretch mark. Buy me a fucking bucket, <laughs> but I honestly don't think I have to. If we ever do a live show again, uh. I will probably be given like five or six buckets. <laughs> Not going to be surprised, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, links are in the description for uh, like Patreon, Facebook, Club Fredagsmangel, uh, and uh, All what, the what, what more shit we have, so yeah. Now Magnus Production. So yeah, all the guts, uh, the guts, all the goods is there. Till then, thank you once again from the bottom of our hearts that uh, you are listening to this episode. See you next time. Stay tuned or be tuned. We're going to shop to refresh. So stay tuned or be tuned for the next episode that is coming next week. Ha 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 